Welcome in, tech fans. It's Cody. And on this episode, we have third base of Logan McLeod. What's up, Logan? Not much. How's it going? Oh, I'm happy about last night's win. How about you? <laughs> I think a lot of us are after last night. Oh, man. That was what a game. To recap for tech fans, Dogs won 14 of 4 in 8 innings, getting 16 hits, allowing 8 hits. Quitting 2 errors while the Hornets only had 1. Dogs had a game high in hits of 16 and tied home runs with 4. Reed Smith got his first win on the year, going 5 innings with 3 hits, 1 run, and 5 Ks, and a very dominant performance. Justin Williams came in relief with 1 inning and 2 hits. Isaac Crabb came in with 2 thirds of an inning, getting 2 strikeouts. And Raleigh Hector finished the game out going 1.1 innings with 2 hits. On the offensive side of the ball, Philip Petulia was 1 for 3 with a 3 run bomb to right field and 2 walks. Dalton Davis went 2 for 2 with 3 walks and a stolen base. George Corona went 4 for 5 with 2 2 run home runs to right field. Brody Ross went 1 for 3 with a pimp job with 2 RBIs and a walk. Walker Berkshire was 3 for 5. Logan McLeod was 3 for 5 with 3 RBIs. And Darius Myers was 2 for 4 with 2 runs and a walk. Scoring for the Bulldogs in the first inning, George Corona hit a 2 run home run to center field, which scored Dalton Davis. In the fourth, Logan McLeod singles through the left side to score Darius Myers, making it 3 to 1. And in the fourth inning, continuing, Philip Petulia hit his three-run bomb out of the ballpark on the train tracks that scored Logan and Walker Birchfield. And then Corona followed that up with his two-run hole run, and Brody followed that one up with his solo shot to right. In the sixth, Brody was back again with a sack fly to center to score George. Walker Birchfield reached on an error by the second base with a score Dalton Davis. And finally out the sixth inning, Logan McLeod singles to right to score George Corona. In the eighth, Walker Birchfield doubled to right field, scoring a Darius Myers, which involved a pinch runner, which we'll talk about later. And then Logan finished the game out with a single to left field, scoring Dax and Birch to run the game 14 to 4. So, Logan, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't know there was a run. Me and my buddies were all, were all curious. So, that's funny that you bring that up because Coach G, earlier in the game, we were having really good at bats. I mean, that was probably the best a lot of us have felt. You know, some of us have had good at bats here and there as a recent, but as a whole, that was the best one through nine I could feel like we looked. And we were asking Coach G, because it was a midweek, you know, so we were like, hey, is there a run rule? And Coach G was like, no, no, not tonight. And so then we're like, all right, we're going to just play all nine. And then the further on the game goes, the more we hear, we're like, there's a run rule? We're like, no, Coach G said no. And they're like, everybody else is saying yes. And come to find out, Coach G just wanted us to keep having competitive at-bats and not give away at-bats at that point. So that's when we figured out there's a run roll we wanted to get out of. I got you. My, my, my key thing that I figured out was when Walker got on base and they pitch run that. <laughs> there's got to be Whenever they pinch ran that and, and granted it was the bottom of the eight, so regardless, Walker probably wouldn't have came up in the bottom of the ninth and just wanted to get out of there. And as soon as they pinch ran Dyson, I knew that the coach in the other dugout wanted to leave. I knew we wanted to leave. It was going to be a fastball right there. I just had to get on it and get a side of there. Like Michael Ward, the blind side. Coach, it was time for him to <laughs> It was time for them to go home. Man, that that was that was the most fun I've had in a while, especially with, with some road games I wasn't able to go to. Uh, it was nice to be back in the shack and get a, get a nice win. Uh, let's talk about you. Tell us about yourself. Uh, I am the oldest of three. I have two younger brothers. One is in college playing at JUCO, and then my youngest, he is a sophomore in high school. Uh, my dad is from De Quincey, Louisiana. He actually played at ULL, and he played at Panola, where my mom is from, in Carthage, Texas. And so growing up, it was just always baseball, baseball, baseball. We played other sports, but for me personally, it was always baseball. And I mean, growing up around college baseball with my dad and played at UL, that's 
all I want to do, not even professional baseball. It's always been college baseball for me, you know. So that's always been my biggest interest. Yeah, I, I played baseball when I was little, and I, that's, that's why I do it. Do what I do is I love baseball. It never leaves you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't as athletically inclined as, as others as, like y'all, but I still have to get out and throw balls. I mean, that's what, that's what I do every game. Is like, oh, yeah. Any, anybody can get out there and have fun playing baseball. Oh, yeah. So speaking of tech, what drew you to Louisiana Tech? So I, whenever I was a junior about to be a senior, is that junior to senior summer in high school, I, we played a tournament, me and Cole, we played together since we were 11, and we were playing a tournament at ULL. And I had played really good. I had already had an offer from Lamar at this point. And then my dad told me, he's like, La Tech and McNeese want to offer you. And I was kind of like, who's La Tech? You know, I, I, I was from Southeast Texas. You know, I hadn't really heard of anything outside of Southeast Texas and Texas schools, you know. And so I I came here and I went on my visit. And honestly, what really drew me here was Coach Burroughs. You know, I mean, that guy's the biggest competitor. I talked to four different head coaches at four different schools whenever I went on my visits. And just talking to him, that was the head coach I wanted to play for, you know. And it was a school that was primarily into baseball, a baseball school at that point. Not not as much as it is now, but at that point it was, you know. And so it was It was really what drew me here was Coach Burroughs and the baseball side of things. That's that's what I hear from a lot of people is just how good Burroughs is. I mean, just me being around the program, I, you can tell Burroughs is. You, you, you want to run through a brick wall for that guy. You, you're going to play hard for him no matter what. Yeah. Let's, let's go through some of your favorites. What's your favorite tech memory? You know, I mean, it's got to be the – double walk off against Southern Miss, you know. I mean, and if you don't have that day, we pro- probably don't host like we did. And then we probably aren't the program that we are without that day, you know. And, I mean, I wasn't even playing at that time, but you're in the dugout and you're hanging on every pitch, you know. You're into it every time. And it's just something that changed this university, this program, and it's been a trendsetter ever since that the dogs don't quit and dogs are going to come for you, you know. Yeah, that they definitely put the dogs in that national spotlight. And I don't think we've left the national spotlight, even through controversy and other things. But that's besides the point. Ole Miss <laughs> and their antics from last night. Where, for those of you who didn't know, Ole Miss and Southern Miss's game got called a no contest because of field conditions. Tech fans were heard that before. Fine. So going off your favorite Tech memory, I would assume your favorite game was the double walk offs as well. Oh, for sure. For uh, sure. Let's go. What's your favorite part of being a Tech Bulldog? You know, I mean, as much as fans do like to come at us sometimes when we're playing good, it's just because they're the fans, you know. But the fans, that's probably one of the best parts, you know. I mean, last night we're playing against Sac State. We're both 12 and 12 or whatever last night, and we still have a decent crowd at the stadium, you know. And they're they're going to be there no matter what they're thinking then. And come time the end of this year, I think they'll be there too. I think we're going to go on a run. I think we're just – we're still right there. You know, we have all the same guys that we thought we could go to Omaha with. You know, we still think that. So I, my favorite part about being a Bulldog is just the fans and the culture around here, you know. Everybody wants to win, and bleeding that tape blue really means a lot around here. When the shag gets jumping, there's no other place you'd kind of – No, no. I mean, opening night against BYU, like, it was cold. It was the smoke in the air. It was the – you could feel it, you know. It, it was electric that opening night. Do you have a favorite uniform combination? Or a custom one that you would want to see? Um, I don't know. I the grays do look good on the road, you know. But my my favorite we 
because we've talked about this a lot in the clubhouse, you know, the blacks, you know, and not we're really the only team that wears black uniforms, you know, and it's something unique to us. And whenever you're in the blacks, you know, it you feel like you're you're a dude, you know, like you're gonna go out there, the team feels good and those jerseys feel good and they look good too, you know. I mean the blacks last year looked good, but the blacks this year obviously are something else, you know. Yeah, the, those those American flag uniforms are some of my favorites. Oh yeah. Speaking of going on the road, what's the worst opponent field you play at, field condition wise, or just the stadium in general? Yeah. Um you know, you don't ever want to like call other teams out because like sometimes they can't help their conditions, you know. But definitely like last year whenever we went to Marshall on the road, it was it was a brutal series because the flight was brutal, the drive there was brutal, and then we get there that Thursday for Thursday practice and we're all kind of sluggish or whatever. And then on top of it, it's at like a YMCA field. And those guys, they've been told for years now that they're supposed to be getting a new stadium, you know, and they just hadn't gotten into place. And like, are they ever going to get in place? I think with the move to the Sun Belt, they are finally are starting ground on the stadium. But yeah, last year at Marshall, it was just a brutal place to play. I've heard it was almost like a cow pasture. Yeah, it, it was it was something different because the ter- infield was turf, but it was almost like they played no mind to the outfield grass you know it was just what it was go off the worst trend what's the worst fan scene or had to deal with personally my freshman year was she well it was like a welcome to college baseball type thing so i got like a pinch hit at bat and i took a ball it was three two count i took a ball i thought it was ball four and he rung me up on it and they're just yelling all sorts of nonsense at me which i mean growing up being a UL fan, you know, I had experienced that because I, I knew where they were coming from. And it's just like, oh, well, you're here now, you know. But probably the worst fans were last year at Charlotte. They were they were even yelling at our baseball moms. and like, these are some of the best women you'll ever be. Like, I don't know what y'all are going on about here. I, I did hear that from Miss Terry and then on Twitter seeing that the, the – the, for the Charlotte fans to be where coming out here, but I, I don't think those fans travel to Rust and probably because they don't have bank accounts to do it. But that's besides the point. Um, flip flip this which year. What's the favorite place you've been to as a team? Ooh, favorite place. I I'll tell you. I know Charlotte is really pretty. It's a really pretty place. I personally like it. It's pretty. It's nice. Great area. Um. Old Dominion was a fun place for us to go to last year. We had, we enjoyed going there. They have a nice field. Um, I had Hattiesburg's always good, too. You know, as much as you don't like, so the Miss Hattiesburg's a nice place, and their field is always electric to play there. But personally, I think the best trip we've ever had overall was going down to Miami. We only ended up – we were supposed to play four games that series. Only ended up playing, like, two games, I think. All ended up getting rained out, but – Miami is such a pretty place. The sun was out. It was really nice, fun trip. So I think personally, like, the vibes were great in Miami. I think that's that's actually, I don't know if you know this, so when we went down to Miami, that's when we first heard Pump It Up. And, and Worf came back, and Worf started using that as his walkout song. And then eventually it changed from his walkout song to the team song and that that's where pump it up really came from was miami and that's where we kind of like got a really good spark and really took off at the end of the year i didn't know that i wish the the new dj would figure out the y'all play pump it up only score but <laughs> and, and only and every time we score but that's besides that <laughs> my whole my whole thing is about that let's go in the, in the uh, 
clubhouse a little bit. Who's, in your opinion, the funniest player on the team? You know, there, obviously, you're going to love a lot of your guys, you know, and especially whenever you have a clubhouse full of guys that you love, like everybody's funny to you. And not, don't get me wrong, I think everybody's funny, but I think two of the funniest guys to me are probably Daxton Birch, just because Daxton, Daxton's different. He's, he's just funny. He's goofy, you know, and being older than him, he's kind of like got that little brother vibe to you that he's just kind of funny and you take him under your wing. And then Adarius Myers, AD, he doesn't really talk a whole lot, but whenever he's about to say something, it's something you want to listen to because it's going to be worth your time listening to. It's funny. Yeah, he he, he, does, he looks like he has a personality of, you know, uh, speak softly and carry a big stick. <laughs> that, that's the best way to describe AD is speak softly, carry a big stick. Who's the most friendly player, like the most outgoing or just friendliest guy on the team? I'd probably say Phil. I mean, Phil, Phil's always been the most outgoing guy. He's got the Phil sexual brothers, you know, always. That's a big-time personality, you know. Um, another guy that's probably the friendliest is uh, Nick Alonzo. He He's a true freshman this year. He got hurt, hurt his sh- shoulder, tore his labrum during the spring inner squads, actually. And, but he's a great kid, you know, loves baseball, loves a team. He'll he'll do whatever it takes, and he's a great kid. Love that guy. Yeah, I saw Nick uh, in warm-ups yesterday. I mean, behind the, behind the plate, helping out. Oh, yeah. He, he, he can't do anything, but he's back there dapping everybody up, feeding the butt machine, doing whatever he can. You know, he's a great guy. Let's flip the switch a little bit. What player would you not want to get in a fight with? Or would you say oh, I, 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 I could take anybody on this team. <laughs> now, um, I'd say Carson Evans. That that kid, he, he's from Mississippi. He went to a seminary where AD went to, and that kid's got some stuff to him. And I mean, I, if I had one guy on my team that had my back, it's that kid right there. He'll, he'll go to war with you. Yeah, Carson seems like he, he's, he's got that cornbread muscle. Yeah. <laughs> It it's just, and because I mean he he lifts a lot in the locker room or in the weight room too, but it's nothing crazy, you know. Like it's good numbers for a bigger sized kid, but he's just got that grown man strength as a eighteen nineteen year old, you know. Yeah, I remember watching him in the fall. He the whole run he hit off the batter's eye, the batter's eye, the pitcher. Yeah, yeah so that I was on deck for that one, and I like. It was funny because the coaches were actually talking about how, man, these freshmen, they look like they're swinging a wet newspaper right now. They can't keep up. Da, da, da. Almost instantly, bam, he hits a ball probably about 92 up at his chest and just sends it straight away center field. Almost takes the batter's eye down, and you're just sitting there, oh, my God, I got to follow that that up, you know? Yeah, it's just it's crazy to see, like you said, a true freshman. Oh, yeah. That, that that kid's gonna be really good for us. He he he's got some maturity to him right now too. That next year is gonna excel whenever he's another year into it. You know. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, good luck this weekend against DBU. And I'll be, of course, I'll be there. I'll be yelling. <laughs> and I'll be live tweeting as always. Tech fans, if you really enjoyed this interview, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And be on the lookout for more interviews. As always, this is Tony and go dogs.